life. And that is why this is the best damn flag league in Jersey. The Cowboys are the first ever Bridge Flag Football League champions. And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the OBFFL podcast, episode number 41. I am back, TJ Savaro here, uh, the host of the podcast. I won the poll, so I came back. I saw my value to the people was was too much for me to, to continue the holdout. Kurtzman gave me 33.3% of the league, and uh, I'm back here. Uh, alongside me, Brandon Kurtzman, my father, Tommy Savaro. We are here today. We're going to do the uh, semifinal recap along with the finals preview, and we have the official first team, second teams, and all the awards for this fall season. Kurtzman, anything you want to say before we get into anything? It's been a great season. Um, happy we had SJV Turf for most of the year. Shout out them for letting us use it. Uh, it was a good season. A lot of ups and downs. Teams made big jumps, uh, fell back, were in big situations all year. And week seven was great. and Or week six was great. And now we're at the final game. And I think, honestly, I think the two best teams are there. Yeah. Dad, you have anything you want to say before we get into it? That was a great season. Uh, real excited about the new plays that came into the league. Hopefully, uh, I'll see more new players next year. The league gets bigger is what we want to see, and uh, I love coming down and watching the games. Yeah, love seeing the new players. So anyone you know who wants to play, tell them to play. Yeah. You, you've, you've experienced how fun it is. So Absolutely. just keep building it. It only gets better when more people play. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, just in case uh, someone missed it, didn't hear it, I wanted to play Jimmy Friel's fastest two-minute breakdown, uh, part of my take style. Uh, I wanted to, to get that on the podcast. I thought it was hilarious, so here it goes. In Norman, Oklahoma, where the Sooners welcome Augie Garbalato and the Arizona State Sun Devils. Brandon Kurtzman looked like he was playing with nobody as he throws about 10 interceptions. Does he play for Oregon? Because he was throwing ducks. Jimmy was absolutely phenomenal. That was hilarious. That was definitely, as Jimmy is back in the league uh, next season, that will be a weekly part of the podcast. Uh, oh, that is a thousand percent. I thought that was really good. So if, if anyone missed it, uh, I wanted to get that out there because that was hilarious. You could find it on the OBFFL Twitter as well on the media section. Um, let's get into, let's recap the games here. Kurtzman, we'll start with your game because there's not much to talk about there. I'll start by saying this. Tell me if you agree or disagree. 
I have known you since I was a freshman in high school, right? You were a junior when we played rec baseball yeah, together. Yeah. For or I was in eighth grade, you were a sophomore. I yes, was in eighth was grade, you were a sophomore. That you could you could attest to this too. Yeah, I coached that team. This was the worst athletic performance Ever. of Brandon Kurtzman's career. Yes. Do you agree? I agree. Yes. I agree. <laughs> what happened? From the opening play, it just wasn't good. Um I thought I had a good idea of what was gonna like how the game was kind of gonna go before it started, and the first play just didn't do me any favors. Uh, Mike runs a drag. I am rolling towards the sideline, and he cuts up field. The sec- same second I throw to where I just kind of was throwing it like to see if he can play on the sideline real quick, and it gets picked off. And from that moment, the morale was down. We had no energy. I was trying to keep us up, but like I'm not really that type of player. Um, with the Browns, I had a million guys who just had the energy for me, and I just fed off of that. This team was, if I didn't have the energy, it was kind of, it wasn't always that high. We didn't always have high energy as a team, and I think that played a detriment to us, especially in a playoff game where Arizona State had all the energy, all the momentum from the second the game started. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, and also, really, just I texted True after the game. Like, he was everywhere. Yeah. He was in my face the entire game. He was making life difficult for me, as it was their whole line. Amir was making plays. Pasquale was in the backfield a lot. Um, I just really never got comfortable in the game, and I really think that's what led ultimately to us getting absolutely blown out. I take complete blame for the loss. It's completely on me. I threw five, six interceptions. I don't even know how many I threw. I think it was actually five. But at the end of the day, if you turn the ball over like that, we lost the turnover battle 5-2, but their two turnovers came when we were they were up by 35. So... It wasn't a good game. It was my worst game of my career. Like, what's going to, like, it is what it is. I don't really, like, yeah. I'm, I'm over it. We're five days past it. I'm ready. I'm looking forward to the championship, and I'm looking forward to everything else that's about to happen. Dad. Uh, what I saw in this game, if you ever saw that movie, The, the Replacements, with Keanu Reeves, they ask him, uh, what does he fear most as a player? And he says, quicksand. That's the way I saw it with Kurtzman. Uh, you know, you make a mistake. You struggle to try to make up for it, and, and you know, you pretty much compound more mistakes, and that's the way the game went for him. I mean, it didn't look good from the, his first pass. As soon as he threw it, he said, oh, no. Yeah. Then you kind of knew. It that, just... That's how the whole game went. Oh, no. Yeah. The whole game was a big oh, no for Oklahoma. Um, I honestly don't want to blame anyone else on your team besides you. I'm just going to no, keep it. I'm that's gonna, com- yeah. No, that's 100%. Uh, and I, take... I think I want to shout out some guys on your team yeah, for the for season. Um, I want to <laughs> shout out Santiago. Came snap for you every week. Uh, Ed Zalek, first year in the, in the league, first season in the league. I thought he played really well the entire year. I think he will be. The more people really understand how athletic he is, um, he's going to. You know, I think I thought that you would be the right team for him. Obviously, there was something something went wrong with your team. You guys kind of fell off the tracks this season. Uh, but I think you know, as the as the seasons go by, as long as Ed keeps coming back, I think he's going to be very dynamic for a lot of the teams. Uh, Nick Tompkins, shout out to Nick Tompkins for coming every week. He was super involved. Uh, he was the first overall pick. I thought he had a really good season as well. Uh, newcomers like Tyson and Michael Leva, I thought, made uh, big-time plays for you throughout the season. Listen, you guys were really good. You were the best team in the league at a point. At a point during the season, you guys were probably like minus 400, minus 500 favorites to, to kind of win it all. That I yeah. guess you were, you were no, that kind of favorite. We easily were. Um, yeah. And one thing I just want to say, if anyone thinks I was nervous going into that oh, game. Oh, yeah, that's that's what yo, I, that's the I dumbest just, thing I've I just want to let you know, you're only nervous when you're actually afraid of losing the game. Yeah. I am not afraid of losing. If you guys happens, understand Kurtzman wins, right? Yeah. Even like, if he loses. Like that's like, people are like people would tell me that Kurtzman was nervous. First off, Kurtzman has played in bigger games than the OBFFL semifinals. Hundred percent. He played in the OBFFL finals last year. Um <laughs> <laughs> he's played in bigger games than that. Uh two, definitely not nervous because 
you kind of don't like i'm not saying you threw the game but you didn't want to win the heisman of your league because you don't like the optics of it uh you yeah. definitely want to win a championship oh, of your 100%. league but you losing is not like you losing for example the Oberge YMCA basketball league like it's not kind of yeah that because you don't yeah, run that league like i'd be pissed okay Kirschman loses and then now he gets to this week gets to call the championship game with me gets to monitor everything and just gets to watch it which you love doing anyways and that's why you're not playing in the basketball league um let's talk about uh let's talk about Arizona State for a little bit here 100% Augie absolutely phenomenal his team came ready to play Jack Stoner on the first play of the game picks you off stud Julius killing you deep the entire game. Amir, Noah, Verdesco on the line. These guys, um, no, not Steve. Steve wasn't, wasn't Steve wasn't there. My yeah. fault. Uh, Noah, um, Amir. Noah, Amir. Amir had that big interception. And Amir, you know, Amir has played really well down the stretch for this team. And Amir was a, a last round pick. We're gonna get into the awards later, but Amir Chambers should not be a last round pick of the next one. I think everyone um, knows that now. Amir is a beast. Yeah. He plays really well and he tries hard and, and he, he's super involved. Absolutely. Uh Tom Garvey did a good job. He always plays well against you. Um True obviously always comes to play against you, plays well whether it be on the spy rushing you on the offensive line. He gave Augie a bunch of time. Um I just thought, you know, Arizona State they're 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 a team that was trending up as you were trending down and they really took advantage of it. I thought the bye week would help you. It really didn't. Uh, they were really good, and you know, as bad as you were, I think they were just as good. They were dominant. They they looked awesome. That yeah, they looked prepared. They uh, I think they had a game plan uh, in place, and they played it perfectly. Their defense, their zone that they came out with, uh, and the pressure they were able to get on him uh, really made the difference in the game. Yeah, Kersman, what do you have to say about their team? No, their team played very well. Augie had them super prepared. Um, they had a game plan, and it worked. Um, and that's really all I can say. I think I think there were a lot of things that I could have done, obviously not throwing the interceptions. I just think that um, the offense was not creative enough. I didn't put enough like thought into really how I was going to schematically beat them, and I didn't make the right offensive adjustments during the game once I realized what kind of like defense they were playing. Um I'll learn from it. I'll get better. Are you a warm weather quarterback? That's the rumor yes, on you. Hundred percent. You're bad in the cold. You're worse in the cold. I can't. I. I honestly, it really. Your hands aren't big you know, enough to grip the just, ball. If you just watch how I like when I throw in the summer, I was throwing only spirals, only like dots. So fade you in the winter. Fade me in the winter. Jeez, you do not want to. Everyone was like, I want to be your team in the winter, and I'm like, you do not want to be my team Jesus in the winter. Christ. No. Um, no, nah, I'll be fine. I'm gonna. I, I'm honestly trying to not play like any sports until the beginning of the OBFL season because I'm just trying to get is, healthy and everything like that. But we'll is see. this the end of Brandon Kurtzman, Dad? No, no. <laughs> I play sports till so thirty-five. You just have to get. You just have to get the question out there. Uh, congratulations to Arizona going to the championship. It's going to be a great game. Arizona let's, State. Arizona State. My fault. Uh, let's get into the other game here. Let's go Ohio State versus. Notre Dame. Sorry, do you want me to read stats? Oh yes, yes. Game? Give me, give me the stats. I forgot that you had them. Yeah. Um. Augie finished ten of 20, 150 yards, and threw four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, two interceptions, both in garbage time. Also had eight rushes for fifty three yards. Amir had a catch uh, for a touchdown and also get, had a pick six on defense. Garvey had an interception, two catches, 27 yards. Jack had two catches, forty four yards, and a touchdown. Two interceptions and a sack. Also had a rushing touchdown. Julius, four catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns, interception, um, and true. Just one catch, but like we said, he was all, all over the field, field doing everything for his team. All right, let's get into the other semifinal game here that was played before your game was played, correct? 
Yeah, I'm yeah. not even gonna read my team stats. Alright. Um, let's get into the Ohio State versus Notre Dame matchup here. Um the final score of that game was what again? Can you remind 24-13. me? Twenty four thirteen. Twenty four thirteen. It was a lot closer than uh it was it was pretty yeah, close. Yeah, it was not game. a two Notre- possession game. It was so, a one possession game. Dad, you were refing this one, obviously you were down on the field. Uh, what do you think the difference in this one was? I didn't see Mbimbo uh, do what made his team so dynamic during the season. I didn't see him run a lot. Uh, they, they had good pressure on him, but usually that's when he'll turn it around, you know, yeah. spin here, you know, get to the outside, and he's gone. I did not see a lot of that. Uh, what I did see was uh, a, a phenomenal throw he made to uh, TJ. I pressure in his face. Might have been the play of the year. Threw it off his back foot, and it was a perfect spiral downfield uh, right over the shoulder. Great play. Um, I think in regards to what you just said about how like IB wasn't doing the things that made them so dynamic in the in the regular season, I think IB also kind of understands that in the playoffs, you don't want to try to do that spin out. And then Douglas is one of the best defensive linemen in the league. He's very good at grabbing flags. You take a sack 15 yards back. It, it kind of like I feel like the playoffs are a little more conservative. You play a little more conservative, and I understand you should be always be playing to win. Obviously, playing to score, not playing not to lose. But I think that things tighten up in the playoffs, and you start doing the. Mo- there were a lot of um, timing routes for Ibe getting the ball out quick. I felt like he was just trying to get the ball out to his playmakers and let them make plays. His offensive line blocked very well. I was standing behind them watching the game, and they were giving him a lot of time to throw. So I think Ohio State is rolling going into the finals. Honestly. Yeah, I think they are looking good. Um, I think that uh, a little bit of a weakness in their game was their their deep ball defense. I feel like they had, the Notre Dame had a lot of opportunities, even though they didn't connect. I feel like they had a lot of opportunities. Ohio State did a really good job of limiting Nick Douglas, who was an absolute monster all year receiving off the line. I'm pretty sure he only had one catch for one yard. One catch. It was the, fir- it was the first play first of the game. Play, yeah, so he really didn't do much offensively. We know what he brings defensively, and that's a lot of the reason as to why Mbimbo wasn't able to get loose the way he has uh, the entire season. But... Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Sam Allen as well. Uh, they won the first two games of the season. They went on a little bit of a losing streak, and then they got hot again at the right time. They played well. Uh, I thought Sam had his team prepared. They won every, one game, they week. got hot. Well, they, they played well at the, at the right time, at the end. They got they won their playoff game. And, and if a few plays go that way, if a yeah, few plays go their way, we could have yeah. been looking at a different team in the finals. That, that's what I'm Nothing, saying. Not taking yeah. anything away from OSU and how they played, but Sam missed a couple of receivers deep, like wide open. That yeah. If he hits those guys, we might be looking, like I said, at a different team in the finals. Another guy, uh, Q, we'll be talking about him when we get to the first and second team in the awards, things like that. I thought he was a great addition to the league. Um, I love to see after the game, after they lost, he stayed and watched the second game, and he was getting hyped for touchdowns with people in the league. Love to see that. That was really cool. Um, a lot of other people on that on that Notre Dame team. Um, Jarwar had a few big plays in that game. He had one where he caught the ball, made a few people miss, got a little shifty. That was awesome. Nick King, great bounce back year for him. Uh, in the summer, he was on that shitty Jets team. Now he played on a good team this uh, this season. Show Clearly shown, do. Nick King is a great athlete. Made big plays the entire season for them. Um, Nick Villano, another guy, play online, always a tough guy to block on defense uh, when he's playing defense. Also, uh, Joey Ratty missed like the first half of the year, but he was a big part for them going down the stretch. He caught a touchdown in this game. Um, Notre Dame's got a lot of good players, and like I said, if Sam hits. There was uh, one play, Joey Ratty was open, possibly could have been a touchdown, and Nick King, there was a play, yeah. multiple plays he was open that either Sam didn't throw it or didn't, they didn't see him or he missed him, but that's not to bag on Sam. Sam had a no, good season. Yeah. He played well. I'm not even going to lie to you. And the Ohio State team is tough, yeah. man. Sam Allen played a 
not a hundred times better than I thought, but I he played so much better than I thought, and he throws a good ball, and I'm confident in him as a quarterback. Like, yeah, I like Sam moving forward as a quarterback in this league. Uh, I think he did. I think an underrated part of it, he drafted a good team. Yeah, he drafted good. He knew what he needed to and win. And he's a good leader. Yeah, he was. He keeps good. his team in it. He keeps his team prepared. And like I said, I'm gonna say it again. Couple plays go their way. We're looking at a different team. All right, Chrisman, give me stats on this one, and then let's get into the preview of the championship. IB finished 13 of 26, 138 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Also had six carries, 22 yards, and a touchdown. Also had an interception on defense. Christian, four catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Prem, uh, one catch, 11 yards. Justin, five catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown. TJ Angstad had the big play, the 40-yard touchdown, which after watching it on film, it has to be the play of the year. Phenomenal throw, phenomenal catch over the shoulder. Uh, Morick had an interception and a sack. Dean Wietrowski had a pass breakup in a sack. He played very well for Ohio State in this game in sub in place of Pete. And Giants Samarco also had a sack. For Notre Dame, Sam, 11-25, 120 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Douglas, just the one catch, uh, one yard. Jarwar, four catches, 50 yards. Jordy had one catch, five yards. Nick King, a 15-yard touchdown catch and an interception. Q had only one catch, 19 yards. Joey Ray, two catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. Joey Noya had a sack. Okay. Uh, let's get into the preview of the championship. How do we think these two teams match up against each other, Arizona State versus Ohio State? Dad, I'll start with you. Where do you see the advantages and disadvantages in this one? If Arizona State comes out with the defense that they, you know, with a game plan and the defense they played in the last game, this is going to be a game. I think Augie is going to attack the corners for Ohio State, and that's why I think the difference has to be T.J. Angstad at safety. He's going to have to find out uh, which receiver to you know to come to cover, which zone to come into the cover, uh, who who to double. Uh, I, I know Augie's going to attack their uh, their corners. Kristen. Yeah, I think after watching the tape of Notre Dame versus Ohio State, you clearly see that uh, Ohio State's corners are vulnerable to the deep ball. Notre Dame was all over that. They just couldn't convert. They just couldn't execute those plays. But with Augie, Augie's probably one of the best, if not the best, deep ball thrower in the league. It would probably be him and IB. Yeah. So um, if they're able to connect on those deep balls, Ohio State's going to have a long day and are going to have to score a lot of points. I expect this game to be high scoring. Um, I think both defenses are susceptible, even though Arizona State probably played the best defensive game of their season. I'm just kind of worried about for Ohio State, who's going to block True? Yeah, it's not that I don't trust Ryan Morick, uh, Giants Marco, Pete. and Pete, but True is a handful, and if he if you're going to beat Arizona State and score on them, you're going to have to stop True from causing pressure in the backfield on IB. True is playing IB in the championship. They meet a lot. They know each other. They've been playing with each other forever. So, uh, listen, I think the X factor in the game is True. Yeah, like it is most games, but I think if he if he's getting pressure on IB. Arizona State's as good as anyone. And in the same breath, you could say the X factor, potential X factor could be Ryan Mork. Could he slow True down on the line? Could Mork and Johnny and Pete... I think it's a collective effort. It's, it's the line play. And, and let's not sleep on Amir either because nope. whoever's guarding True, Amir and Noah... He's going to have a one-on-one. Yes, one Amir and Noah are going to have one-on-ones. I think, you know, a lot of it comes down to the, the line... And I think the line might favor, in terms of, you know, just in terms of bull rushing and protecting, I think the line favors uh, Arizona State in terms of being able to get down the field. And, you know, uh, receiving-wise, Johnny and Pete are probably two of the best in the league at it. Um, I think it's a really interesting matchup. You talked about the two, you know, deep ball throwers. IB likes to air it out. Augie loves to air it out. Uh, I think this one might come down to, you know, 
you throw these deep balls, are you going to turn it over? Is there going to be a poor read? The matchup on the outside between possibly Julius and Justin, that is, you know, two high-level athletes going at it. Uh, you might see Jack on him, another high-level athlete as well. It's going to be a, a really fun game, I think. It's going to be super high-scoring. I, I feel like I say it all the time. It's, it might come down to who turns it over, but both of these quarterbacks, they like to take their chances, and there's a lot of playmakers on the field. IB and Augie, we haven't even talked about them defensively. Both of those guys can make plays on the defensive end as well with interception and take it to the house. You know, a lot of people in this game where if the ball gets put in their hands, they could go to the house at any time. So I think that we're in for a good one here. Yeah, um, I also liked when I watched Ohio State, when they were playing defense, um, they were mixing up their looks. They were giving different, uh, they weren't letting Sam Allen see the same thing every single time he came out out of the huddle, and the defense was just set up the same the same way every time. Um, I became on a lot of rushes. I saw TJ Angstad come on a rush. Um, it, it was either this week or, la- or the previous week that they played. I like that they're mixing it up and doing things different because that's one thing is important. If you're going to beat Augie, you got to confuse him. Yeah. Make him a little uncomfortable. Make him have to second-guess things. I think that's really a way to beat any quarterback, but I think Augie, not that he's not an elite quarterback, but he's a little he's a little less elite than IB is. Yeah. So if you're going to beat them, that's one way of beating them. I think that right now the two best quarterbacks in the league are IB and Augie. I think right now, especially since you fell off a little bit as the weather got colder towards the end of the season, Augie's play has improved. I feel like since he got hurt, he turned into the, uh, what's that movie where the kid gets hurt? Oh, rookie the, year? the rookie of the rookie year. The kid gets hurt and he gets a rocket arm. <laughs> Augie broke his collarbone and now he's throwing uh, bombs down the field. IB, where you know what he does. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. Let's get into our picks here before we get into the reason why everyone's here. The first, second team, and all of the awards. So, Dad, I'll start with you unless you want to go last. No, I I'll, know go, I'll go. Who are you taking in this one? I'm going ASU and I'm going to tell you why. If everyone thinks it's going to be a high-scoring game, which I do, you both have great mobile quarterbacks and guys that can get the ball down the field. So is the offense going to be there? Yes. But if there's going to be a deciding factor in this game, and I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball, ASU's got a better defense, I think. Mm. So I'm going to I'm going to tilt towards uh, ASU on this one. Kurtzman. I've honestly been thinking about this a lot today, about who I was going to pick on the train ride home. Augie asked me what the spread was before the game. The spread I told is different him, than what people... Yes, yes. yes Ohio is. State is the favorite in this Ohio game. Ohio State is the favorite in this game. I said that if, if there was if this was an NFL game, I'd be making the spread like two and a half. Okay. Ohio State by two and a half. Okay. Which means I basically think that it's a toss-up, essentially. Yeah. It's a 50-50. I think this game's an absolute toss-up. An absolute toss-up. If you play this game ten times, I think both five, teams five. win five. I'm going Ohio State. Wow. IB is the best quarterback in the league. He is going to show that today. He's gonna. He's going to show that in this game. IB texted me and Augie's, like me and him have now. Me, us three have a group chat because I just had to like coordinate with them. Like, yeah. yo, we're playing at this time, this place. We're playing under the lights. IB texted today and said, "I can't believe you're letting me play under the lights. This is so dumb for you, Augie." Like, wow. Listen, IB thrived on Friday nights, and now he's going to try to thrive on a Saturday night. Listen. I am also very conflicted on this one. I think you picking Ohio State made my pick a lot easier. I didn't want all three of us to take Arizona State. I'm going to go with the upset as well in this one. I think Ohio State should be the favorite. They've earned the right to be the favorite. I'm going to go with Arizona State is trending upwards, whereas I think Ohio State is kind of plateaued and it is just is coasting right now. I'm going to stay with the hot team. I kind of like them. Listen, I think Justin is amazing too, right? I think Jack and Julius on the outside is going to pose a problem for this uh, for this 
Ohio State team. Listen, could I be come out there and ruin everything I'm saying and just be an absolute <laughs> monster with yeah. Justin and TJ and yeah, Pete and Johnny and and all these, yeah and Prem all these guys absolutely definitely. But for my picks, I'm pretty sure we're tied. We haven't been keeping track of the play. I've been MIA, but we've been tied throughout the regular season. We ended on a tie, all of us. Yeah, we did. Um, I think right here, I'm going to agree with my father. I'm going to take Arizona State. I'm going to roll with Augie in this one. You know, no disrespect to yeah. anyone on Ohio State or IB because I've been saying IB is the best quarterback in the league, and I picked him. I pick him every week. This is going to be the first week I pick against him. Yeah, I um, I didn't even – like like obviously, I know Justin's on the team, but I, when we were just talking about the game, I feel like we didn't even really talk about him really. Justin is – is he, when he comes back in the summer, he's going to be a top three pick in yeah. the league. More than likely, unless the talent is so crazy to the point where he's not a top three pick. He's probably a top three pick. I'd be best quarterback. Justin, probably the best receiver in the league in terms of talent-wise and skill-wise. Um, I think that Arizona State better have a double team ready. Mm. Because I – listen, especially in this league, and I think it goes for, honestly, all football, corners get beat. Yeah. Good receiver play beats good corner play most times if the quarterback is competent. Yeah. If the quarterback can make the throw, the receiver is going to win more times than not. So – Justin's going to make plays. It's going to come down to how many bodies are try- he trying to make plays over. All right. So I have Arizona State. Kurtzman has Ohio State. And Tommy Savaro has. I yeah, I just want to say last year in the championship game. Last season. Last, last season. I'm sorry. Last season. I went with, uh, I believe I went with Zach because I said best player. So right. Best quarterback in the league always shows up in, a, yeah. in the final game. <laughs> Kurtz was following that rule this year. Uh, I'm going against it. Uh, I think IB is absolutely the best quarterback in this league. Yeah, I think he's the best. He could be the best player in this league. Um, it, it's <laughs> it's something I don't normally do, but uh, I seen I seen a lot of drop balls by Ohio State in the last couple of weeks too. So that that's a little troublesome. Right. That's a reason why I think that IB is going to try to abuse Justin. All right, let's get into the uh, awards here. Let me read them off. Oh, right, Christian, you're the commissioner. You get the you get the right to read them off. Yeah. Let's start with the awards. Don't do the first team, second team. Let's yeah. go awards first. The Heisman. I want no. I think I want to well, do that the last. Yeah, I think the Heisman should be last, right? No, that's you don't want to do the awards first. You rather right, do we'll, the first, yeah, second I, team. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll yeah, do awards we'll, we'll first. Do awards. awards. I, I don't really mind. Whatever it is. All right, let's start. All right, so give um, us the categories. We posted, yeah, yes. yeah. So we posted on the t- uh, the Instagram today, and those weren't just the only people that could win. Yes, that we was, had. Yes. We listen. I know there are about there are there are some people that help me with the league. Obviously, if you couldn't already tell, it's people that do the clock, people that do the stats. Those people are at almost every game, so those are the people that voted. Give me, give us the votes. Who's the, the panel? Vote, the voters are me, Augie, Joe Pip, Dom, Matt Marola, you, and Tommy, and. Dylan. Oh, and Dylan. Those are people that I know are watching the games. They're seeing the stats. We're talking about the league. So they know they know what's going on more than most. I know everyone, a lot of people stay and watch the games, but these guys are doing the stats. They know what's really happening. They're keeping up with the league more than most people. Yeah. So I trust them. And they're not... The, the votes, we said we were releasing the ballot. So if you have problems and you want to see who people voted for, they'll be released if you'd like them to be. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, um, we'll go from... Like lowest award to highest award, at least, right? Um, we'll start with the sleeper of the year. We put out Paulie, Amir, and one uh, and Jarwar, and the winner was Paulie. Paulie finished the year over 300 yards receiving, nine touchdowns. I think that was le- I think that le- I'm pretty sure I led the league. Um, he was a beast all year. When the le- uh, one of the second to last round of the last round, he was 
played like a top two round pick, and he definitely deserves this award. Love the way he went to Instagram to get uh, people to push for. Yeah, it wasn't. I love the. I love it because it brought more uh, action to the page. But but that's not that's how. Not it how that's not how it's decided. Yes, uh, Paulie sleeper of the year. I see no problems there. I thought he, you know, last round pick turned out to lead the league and receiving touchdowns. Definitely worthy of that one. Give me the next one here, Cardsman. All right, the next award is most improved. People that we saw on Instagram were Jarwar, Zach Belheimer, and Nick King. This is someone that like played in the season prior and got way better and yes. improved their stock even higher than they did in the previous season. Um, we voted for Jarwar. Yeah. I think Jarwar had a very good season, very good on the offensive line, was good on the defensive line, and also was a good receiving option. Made a couple big plays in the semifinal game, kind of kept Notre Dame competitive a little bit uh, later in the game. So I think it was a good pick. There were a lot of guys who improved. Uh, I didn't vote Nick King in this situation because I've known Nick basically my whole life. Nick has always been a great athlete. So in terms of most improved, I don't think Nick improved. I think his situation yes, improved. 100%. I think someone like Jarwar individually, his performance got way improved. better. So He's I, got more I, comfortable in the yes, league. Yes, I have no problem with Jarwar winning that award. Very astute of you. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, the rookie of the year. This is someone who's never played in the league before. And anyone who has not played in any game, if you played in as a sub or anything, you're not eligible. There's only players who have never played before. This is their first season, first game action. Uh, guys up there, Julius Bellin, Paulie, and Nick Smith. At the end of the day, I guess the voters voted. Nick Smith, quarterback of Arizona. He played phenomenal this season. Got better each week. They were rolling going into the playoffs. If it wasn't for such sloppy conditions in the first round, we could be talking about them possibly in the championship. Yeah, the toughest thing to do in this league is to come in and play quarterback and, and perform this well at this level so soon. Uh, like I, like like Brandon said, uh, every week you saw him learning and improving, and you could see it in his play every week. Uh, I was I was glad I'm a, I'm a big fan I was glad to watch him ref a couple of games he absolutely deserves this award yeah we were talking about it and uh, I think you know the toughest thing to do in this league is to come in and play quarterback and especially when your team struggles early they came back and they played really well towards the end of the stretch they were the hottest team in the league going into the playoffs yep. Nick Smith coming in playing quarterback drafting his team getting his boys right playing with you know getting someone like Paulie who he didn't know before the season now developing that you know relationship in term on the field relationship and the connection that they had uh, i think nick is definitely smitty is definitely worthy of this award just to read smitty's stats 80 for 130 on the season 62 percent completion percentage 1095 yards 23 passing touchdowns also had 46 carries for 393 yards and eight rushing touchdowns very so nice, very accounted nice. for 31 touchdowns i think that was fourth highest in the league behind me ib and augie for and most definitely a quarterback moving forward. Oh, 100%. If he wants yeah. in, he's 100% in. He could have won the championship this year. Yeah. Um, the next award, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, no-brainer. Unanimous. It, it was... Was it unanimous? No, it was not unanimous, Ooh, according it? to Augie. Oh, by the way, Smitty was unanimous rookie of the year. Paulie was unanimous, unanimous sleeper. sleeper of the year. De none of the next three awards, defense player, offense player, or Heisman, were unanimous. Defensive Player of the Year, people that were... Put up on the Instagram. Q, who had seven interceptions, five pass breakups, and a defense touchdown. Uh, Marola, six sacks, two pass breakups, interception, fumble recovery. And Nick Douglas, 12 sacks, seven pass breakups, and one safety forced. Um, wanted to shout out Damian. Was not put on there. Not my doing. He had he had 11 sacks this year. Um, three pass breakups, and a sa and two safeties, I believe. So he, is one he was voted for by people for defensive player of the yeah. year. Um, the winner is Douglas. Douglas was probably the most dominant player in the league. Douglas had 12 pass breakups. And no, seven sacks. Seven, seven pass breakups, 12 sacks. Oh, seven. 12 sacks. My seven bad, pass. my bad. Le almost led the league in pass breakups playing defensive, defensive line. line. 
Incredible. It's it's an it's a definitely an incredible thing. Um, he was a beast all year. He was the he was a big reason why Notre Dame stayed competitive in a lot of games. And yeah, he's fully deserving of the defensive player of the year award. Yeah, I always say that the game is won at the line of scrimmage, and there is no one that dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball more than Douglas did. Yeah, uh, incredible. Hundred percent. All right, I agree. Hundred percent. Let's get to the next one here, Kurtzman. Offensive player of the year. Okay. Liam Knowles, Julius Bellin, and Nick Douglas were all nominated on the Instagram, but obviously they were we voted, and the winner was Liam Knowles. We kind of all agreed that Liam was the most unguardable guy in the league towards the end of the season when Rob was. Because, like we said, like it, it, you see it in the NFL, like Odell Beckham, like Baker's not playing well, so you don't see Odell going off. When yeah. Rob wasn't playing well, we weren't seeing Liam go off. Once Rob started figuring it out this season, he fed Liam, and Liam absolutely rewarded him for it. 25 catches led the league. 325 receiving yards was, uh, I think, top two in the league, and seven reception, receiving touchdowns, which is second in the league. He was fully deserving of this award. Just want to read off Julius Belton's stats as well. 20 catches, 330 yards, had six receiving touchdowns. And Douglas had 21 catches, 333 yards, and three receiving touchdowns on the season. He had about 170 of those in one game. I think that probably led to why he didn't win Offensive Player of the Year. Okay. I thought, I agree with Liam. Uh, Liam was was uh, had a very good season. I personally voted Julius for Offensive Player of the Year. Obviously, I was outnumbered. I have no problem with Liam winning the award, though. So... Um, let's get to the Heisman. I think this one is also pretty obvious. Yeah, if you couldn't already figure it out, uh, Anthony Mbimbo, the winner of the Heisman. He was fully deserving of it. I'll read his stats. 89 of 140, 1,189 yards, 26 passing touchdowns, had 32 rushes for 340 yards and 6 rushing touchdowns. Um, he was dominant all season from week one on, had a little slip up in the last week of the season, but... That was not even close to enough to unseat him as the Heisman of the league. Nick Douglas was very dominant on both sides of the ball, but IB was the reason that his team was where they were, the number one seed. Best player, best team, fully deserving of the award. Yeah, I agree. Uh, IB was my pick as well. I think he was the obvious pick once you started to fall off. You started off hot, but then IB really just kept it up the entire season. I voted IB. Dad, I'm pretty sure you voted IB here as well. Yeah, I did. He's a human highlight reel, that kid. Yeah. Definitely the Heisman of the league, correct? Yeah, every every game you watch him play, there's one play you go, holy shit, I can't believe he just did that. All right. One play? Like five plays. At least. Let's go at first. Least. Let's read off the first team here. Kurtzman, explain how the first team was decided, first, second team were decided. So basically, I just put, I just texted all, all of you and said, this is the ballot. It was one quarterback, three receivers, three O-linemen, and then it was, on defense, it was three D-linemen, three DBs, and then I just gave you like a... Utility, like a, like a yeah. everywhere, a utility guy, like an extra flex, basically a flex guy. Anyone on that you felt deserved to be on first team that wasn't in those first six. Um, the way it worked was you voted for a first team and a second team. And if you got a first team vote, it was two points. If you got a second team vote, it was one, one point. The points are how the teams were decided after. So you had more first team votes, you're probably going to be on the first team. So without further ado, the first team offense, Heisman, quarterback, Anthony and Bimbo, receivers, offensive player of the year, Liam Knowles, uh, Julius, and Pauly. Yeah. All guys who we just talked about during right. the awards. Makes sense. Offensive lineman, Douglas, Fat P, and Nick Tompkins. Nick Tompkins, we didn't really get to talk about him a lot. Um, was very good blocking, very good receiving. Number one overall pick, played very well this year. Definitely um, deserving of the number one pick, I believe. Yeah. But he's going to be a beast if he continues to play in our league. 
right. Uh, that's the first team offense. Let's yep. go first team defense now. Um, another name that we're hearing again, Douglas. He got first team both sides. I think it just kind of shows you what kind of player he is. Unanimous on both sides as well, yeah. which obviously also makes sense. Damian, another unanimous decision on the defensive side. And Matt Marola got the third defensive line spot. The three defensive backs were Q, who was unanimous with seven interceptions, five pass breakups. Joe Pip, who only allowed one touchdown this season. Tyson, another player, was big for me all year, made big plays in the secondary all season. I feel he's super deserving. And the last flex spot for defense, we gave to Joe Piscopo, another guy who was rushing, playing DB. He was making plays all over the field, and he is definitely deserving of the spot. Okay. Uh, let's go uh, to our... Uh, second team here. I will give. I'll read my uh, my votes out after this because everyone last season. Why don't you vote? Me? Why don't you vote? I. This is not our vote. There's other people that are involved in this yeah. voting. I'm going to give my votes out after this. So, good. Give me the second team. Second team offense is uh, me. I hate saying that. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> uh, Kurtzman. Brandon Kurtzman. Uh, receivers: Michael Leva, Jack Starner, Joe Pip. Offensive lineman, Trustell, Joe Piscopo, Vinarina slash Austin both finished with the amount of points. We're not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna snub someone because yeah. like that. Just give Vin them and both. Austin, Vin both and Austin then. both on offensive line, and for the defense, Austin again, True again, Johnny Samarco. Yeah, uh, I think he had six sacks this season. Very always causing pressure for other teams. I was very happy to see that people actually the people that were voting voted for him. Uh, defensive backs, CJ Angstad, we talk about him every week. Liam Knowles playing defensive back for his team and defensive line making plays everywhere. Defensive backs, also Tom Garvey and Billy Andrews both finished the same amount of points. Billy was very good at safety as well. Tom Garvey took the task a lot of times of guarding the number one on the other team. He's another guy that I think you might see guard Justin a little bit um, in the championship because yeah. they switched their guys. And uh, the flex second team defensive guy was Zach Bilheimer. Zach Bilheimer, if you didn't know, broke the um, what we have recorded as the single sure. game ra- sack record. He had five in one game against Notre Dame, and he was a menace all throughout the season for on defensive line and at defensive back. Um, I'll read some honorable mentions. This is anyone who didn't make the teams but got votes. Amir Chambers, Smitty, Rob L., Sean McDonald, Augie, Wiz, Bran Giles, Mikey Freeman, Tommy Torrey, Matt Hughes, Justin Ferrara, who if had played more games, easily would have been on one of these two yeah. teams. Nick King, Ed Zalek, who was a beast for me all season, and Jimmy Frail. Okay. Uh, I will read. I'll read my... My uh, votes here. So for my first team, this is not the first team. The teams that Kurtzman just read is, is the actual thing, and it will be out. TJ just wants to be transparent with you for some yes, reason. Yes, I, I do. I do because I, I don't want people to come to the field and be like, why would you vote for him over me? I just want to get my votes out there. My first team, I had IB, Julius, Liam, Mike Oliva, Nick Douglas, Joe Piscopo, Nick Tompkins. On the on the um, on the on defensive side of the ball, I had Nick Douglas, Damian, Austin, Matt Marola, uh, Quinton, Tyson, and TJ Angstad. Those that was my that was my first team. Uh, my second team was Kurtzman at quarterback, Paulie, Jack, and Q at wide receiver, and then True, Spo, and Jimmy on the offensive line. Defense, I voted for uh, the defensive line. I had Joe Piscopo, Johnny Samarco, and True. And then in the secondary, I had Justin Ferreira because I I know he didn't play a lot of games, so I couldn't put him on the offensive side of it because a lot of people had a lot of stats. But Justin did, still came in and did have pretty good defensive stats, and I think he's definitely worthy of it. Uh, Billy Andrews had a really good year. I thought Billy should have been on it. And Joe Pip and Augie 
were to, to round it out for me on the defensive side. So those were my picks. Those were my votes. That's what I voted for. I just wanted to get that out there. I'm not going to read you my picks. The one thing I'm very shocked about was that Trustell is nowhere on this first team defense. I, I put him on my first team. No, he's on my first team also because I know I'm, I probably have a little bit of recency bias in terms yeah. of I just played him and he absolutely dominated us from the middle. True is just someone that the stats don't have to be there to know the impact he has on the game, and he is one of the key reasons why Arizona State's defense continues to get better. Absolutely. His energy, he's he's the fastest 215 pound kid we know, and he's. A dominant force on defense. There's, I'm not going to say I would take somebody off, blah, blah blah. I'm just surprised that more people didn't vote for True. The, yeah, but the spot was uh, was D line slash DB was the was the category. Yeah, right? see, Kurt's been put it as flex, and then the way Augie explained it to us was a tweener. Uh, if it was a tweener, yeah, that. if it was a tweener, I, I probably would have voted True. I voted for as a flex as well. True, his stats don't warrant. First team, but the impact warrants first team. That's why I have to at least give him a second team. Listen, true, he, he true, could bull true, rush, he could knock yeah. it over on the line, get to the quarterback, and he's fast enough to drop in coverage and, and cover anybody. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, Phenomenal athlete. But like I said, everyone on the first team fully deserved also to be on the first team. I'm just saying that's something I was very surprised about. Me too. Um, but yeah, I think everyone that got their spots deserved it. I think everyone on the, I think a lot, there were a lot of people who played really well this season. I'm super excited about the championship game. I am super excited about the future of our sports association and where it's going. We are, the basketball league is just, is less than a month away. We are almost full and I'm telling you, you do not want to miss out. Get a good team. The competition is very good and I am, I'm so excited to not be playing. Like you said before about how I like to just oversee things. That's what I and I cannot wait for that in the basketball league. Yeah, we just played our championship of the Monroe Basketball League, and um, you know me, I'm just talking the whole game. Selfless. And after the game, uh, after the game, I you know I go up to the other team and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I'm talking the whole game. It's just in the game. I'm just just how I play, right? And the guy, one of the guy goes, yeah, you got a big fucking mouth. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly why I'm not going to be playing in the basketball league. I don't want no animosity towards the people who are running at me, Kurtzman, Augie. Um, it is going to be a lot of fun to throw words right out of my mouth. I wanted to talk about the basketball league. You covered it. Make sure you guys get your teams in. We're super excited for the championship Sunday. No, Saturday. It might rain, though. It might rain. All right, so here's what's going to happen. Yeah. I just want to give you guys a quick, if you're still with me, I hope you are. because yeah, no, this is people yeah, are still with me. 100%. Saturday, 5.30 is the championship under the lights. If I have to probably make a decision tomorrow night. At SJV? At SJV, yes. Um, I probably have to make a decision tomorrow night. If I think it's going to rain, I'm going to talk to both captains right now, find out if the teams could play Sunday if possible. If not, and it's really bad, and I think it's going to be really, I think there's a good chance that it does rain on Saturday night. I don't want the championship to be played in the rain. I want it to be decent weather. I don't want there to be weather to be the reason why one team wins or one team loses. Um, so make up on Sunday? So, it's either going to be, we're going to try to do it on Sunday night if the teams can, or it will be happening the following Saturday. So be on the lookout for the Twitter, Instagram, and we will post updates as they're happening. I'm going to talk to the guy at SJV tomorrow and figure out what we want to do. All right. Dad, do you have anything to say before we sign out here? Or No. Like I said, love the season. Can't wait for the next season. Uh, even looking forward to the basketball, and the bubble is coming soon. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, make sure you guys subscribe. If you're listening on SoundCloud, make sure to follow the page. That way you get a notification every single time we post. We'll catch you guys at the championship. Stay uh, stay connected on social media. Make sure you guys know. Kurtzman's going to give an update on where the game, what time the game is. You don't want to miss this game. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you guys then. Mm-hmm.